Hey there, folks. This is the Marine Wide Audible. I'm Ethan Lee, someone who made a list and a lot of people are mad at right now. Um, this is the Marine Wide Audible. It is a podcast for Mississippi State stuff. It's about Mississippi State stuff. It's by a person that graduated from Mississippi State and stuff. Again, my name's Ethan Lee. I am the uh, co-site expert, site co-expert. I, I don't really know what my official title is. Um, I help run Maroon White Nation with Justin Strawn, who, he's awesome, by the way. Um, he does a podcast, too. Go check out his podcast, Always Sunny in Starkville. It has a great, um, what is it, acronym? Yeah. Just the initials of that. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, it's great. Um... Yeah, so this is the Maroon White Audible, a Mississippi State podcast from Maroon White Nation, which is owned by Fansided, and I am Ethan Lee, the host here, the one of the site experts over there, and uh, things are going pretty good. Um, let me get my notes open real quick. No, I don't want to restart my computer. Remind me tomorrow to update that. Nope, wrong thing. Where is it? I lost it. There it is. I'm very prepared, as you can totally tell. Um, before I really want to get into the show, wanna, I want to address a, uh, a slight remark about a list that I made. Um, what was it, Sunday night? What is today? Today's Wednesday. I don't really know what day is what anymore. Totally lost track of everything. Um, I got married. A little over... Week and a half ago, um, went on my honeymoon, was kind of gone for that. I think I did some stuff, but it was mostly like prep and, and nothing, nothing big. I went to Corpus Christi with my wife, Jessica, who is phenomenal, like just a great person and so incredibly supportive of me. Um, went to, uh, went to Corpus honeymooning, stuff like that. Um, then I get back. We're unpacking uh, for like a day and a half after the honeymoon. Um, I was still kind of like treating it as a honeymoon of like, I'm not going to work. I'm going to hang out in my apartment with my wife. We're just going to hang out, be married couple, go around town, unpack our apartment. This is this is still the honeymoon phase for me. Um, and then I decided, okay, I need to get back to work. I'm starting grad school soon. I'm trying to get back to writing, trying to, you know, make money, provide for myself and my wife, um, while also going to grad school and and stuff like that. So I I got back to writing, and uh, I wrote a list. It was a list of just Twitter accounts to follow from Mississippi State um, going into, like, the 2018 season. And in that list are just, like, people that I follow. People that I keep up with, and some people that work for the university um, that I don't necessarily follow, but just people that I thought of. Um, and apparently, I uh, there were a couple names that I missed. Um, they weren't intentional. They they just I didn't think of them. I wrote this thing around like eleven o'clock to midnight ish. So yeah, um, <laughs> want to address that one. Yes, I did miss some people, Brandon Walker being one of them. Um, 
It wasn't a slight. It wasn't a dig. It wasn't an attack towards him. He does pretty good work. I gotta like his work, respect his work. Um, he's doing digital media independently covering Mississippi State. That's really cool, and I think pretty pretty highly of that. Um, I don't know Brandon. I, I don't. I've never really interacted with him outside of recently. Um, so I can't say one way or the other about uh, who Brandon is. I just don't know him. Um, but he, he was pretty upset that I left him off this list. And one, again, not intentional. I don't, like, I wouldn't intentionally leave someone off this list for any sort of, like, grudge reasons. I don't have any really grudge any real grudges right now, um, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know Brandon, other than the fact that he just covers Mississippi State, does a podcast, and seems to do it on his own, and it's really cool, I respect that, um, but the, the way that this list has been interpreted is that, like, it's a top 50, top 100 list, whatever, um, to which it's not, it's literally just a list suggesting these are people from these different categories that I think you should follow. It's not ranking anybody. It's not doing anything like that. Um, Brandon has since followed me. We've messaged back and forth. I apologize profusely, um, which I, I don't. I don't know if he's accepted. Um, and in the end, that doesn't really matter. I uh, offered to make the situation right. It didn't. He didn't take me up on it, um, which I, I just, that is what it is, um, I get that he's upset, I get that he's hurt, I didn't mean to hurt him, it just sort of happened, so again, sorry to Brandon, anyone else that I left off this list, um, for those that interpreted it as like, this is a top 100 counts to follow, no, it's, it's just a group of people that I would recommend that you follow. Um, it's also only 47 accounts. I went back and counted. Um, I think I counted, right? 47. Um, and then to those that... There was someone that said that I copied something that they did because they used to write for the site. Um, no. I, I got this idea from an article I did over at From the Gavel Tolls. When I wrote over there, it was just a group of accounts to follow for, like, signing day or something like that. And then I decided... Let me make it a little bit different and expand it a bit. I'm going to make a slideshow. But I got that idea off of something that I think like CBS Sports did. And I know Athlon Sports does this as a sort of like annual sort of thing, or they used to. Um, so I got the idea from there because they list accounts for like every different team to follow, stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this would be a really good idea for just Mississippi State fans. So let me go do just like Mississippi State stuff. Um... And then the third point that a lot of people were frustrated with was I included Ole Miss fans. Um, I put Michael Borky and Richard Cross on only because they have one of the biggest radio shows about Mississippi sports in the state of Mississippi. Literally the only reason that they were on there. Um, Borky's been always, he's always been great to me. Um, has helped me with like some networking and job stuff and Shout out Michael Borky. Everyone go follow Michael Borky because Michael Borky is the best. Um, Richard Cross, I don't know. I just throw him on there because he, he hosts a show. 
in Mississippi about sports. And that's, yeah. I wasn't trying to slight anyone. Sorry that people took it that way. Um, and this is, I honestly feel like it's a controversy about nothing. But I, I do truly mean that I am sorry. And you won't, that is like a moment of sincerity, a moment of seriousness. I am often not that serious. So please understand that when I say something like that, I truly do mean it. Um, that's, that's, that's what I've got on that. So moving on into more stuff sort of nonsensical stuff, sort of like preseason poll stuff, because all preseason polls are nonsensical. The AP poll came out, and I am... This desk is not... I'm wedged between, like, a desk and a filing cabinet right now in what is my office now. Or it's going to be my wife, my wife's office and, like, my office. She... Yeah. But the way I arranged the furniture was not conducive to me sitting in this chair at my desk. Just not, not working for me. Um, anyway, AP poll came out, they did a preseason poll, they do it every year, they're like the last to do it, or something like that, or so I learned from the the podcast Ain't Played Nobody, sort of thing. Um, the AP poll came out, it's an overall list, they ranked top 25 teams, you can go find it, we put it up, like where Mississippi State was on the, uh, Marine White Nation article about this, um... The Bulldogs came in at 18, which, not bad. The uh, the overall rankings are kind of fair. Um, there were several voters that didn't rank the Bulldogs. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia were your top three. Wisconsin was four. Ohio State, five. The Really, any of those teams could compete for a national title. The top three teams could all make arguments that they are the number one team in the nation this year. Um, Alabama and Clemson have gone back and forth. They've traded national titles over the past three years, Alabama, Clemson, then Alabama. Um, last year, Georgia and Alabama went into overtime. Um, these three teams could all compete for a national title. Very realistically, it is not absurd to say these sort of things. Wisconsin and Ohio State probably could also compete for a national title. Ohio State, you have to wait and see what happens to Urban Meyer. Um, reports are indicating that, like, it's not much is going to happen. Um, Wisconsin is a really good team. I don't know enough about, which I am, I'm actually excited to, like, watch them as someone who just doesn't know enough about them this year. Um, but I know for a fact, Alabama's always going to be good. Clemson has become a true national power, and Georgia also, they are getting things rolling that, that, the steamroller is cranked up. It is going. Um, so I'm excited to see those three teams and how they do um, as they flatten all of their opponents along the way. Looking at where SEC teams are ranked, you've got Alabama at 1, Georgia at 3, Auburn at 9. Auburn could probably be ranked a bit higher here, uh, but it, it's it's nothing crucial that they're 9 they still have some questions. They, they lost a bit on the offensive line, lost some on the defensive line. Um, they lost running backs. They're still going to be really good. Gus Malzahn's got them going. Um, the only difficulty for them is they're a really good team. 
trying to beat two rivals that are perennially like great teams right now. Alabama and Georgia, they're probably not going to go anywhere. Um, Georgia's yet to prove that they can stay there, but more than likely than not, they're they're not they're not going anywhere. Um, so Auburn's got to try to punch up, and that's going to be difficult. Which is this next team's problem? Mississippi State, eighteen. They've got to deal with Alabama and Auburn, and then possibly Georgia if they can make it to the SEC championship. That is, we're not predicting that. I'm not, no, not predicting that. Um, but Mississippi State has to punch up against those three teams. And then LSU is ranked at 25. That one definitely doesn't make sense to me. Um, but the SEC is fairly well represented here. You've got three teams in the top 10, two teams that are top, well, I guess five teams, top 25. Um, two other teams just kind of chilling out. Top 20, top 25-ish. So, really, not all that bad. Um, but Mississippi State should be ranked higher. The Bulldogs should. They, it's So, there are five voters this year. And Justin Strawn did a breakdown of all the voters. Go check it out. Vernon White Nation. Check it. Click it. Um, but five voters this year said that Mississippi State just shouldn't be ranked going into the season. It's just, they just shouldn't. And that, that is their viewpoint, not mine, by the way. Um, to me, that is absolutely absurd. That's absolutely absurd to believe that this team coming off nine wins, bringing back 17 starters, somewhere between like 16 and 18, depending on who you ask. Um, but this team that won nine games a year ago, brings back all these starters, gets Nick Fitzgerald back for this season after an injury ended him, like the last two games of the season. Shout out, uh, sketchy tackling. Um, but, uh, yeah, Fitzgerald's back. You've got two really good running backs. Um, you've got an offensive line that brings back four starters, and the fifth guy started a third of the season. You've got Joe Moorhead as your offensive like genius here, operating things. Um, you've got two guys that are pretty much guaranteed to be all SEC on the defensive line with Montez Sweat and then um, Jeffrey Simmons. You've got Gary Green. You've got Chauncey Rivers. You've got Leo Lewis. This is a stacked team. It's a team that is full of depth, full of experience. It's ready to go, and it's ready to win. Uh, it's a very talented team, specifically by like Mississippi State standards. Um, the cupboards are not empty by any means. And all of this said, five people still didn't have the Bulldogs ranked. To me, that's just bonkers. Um, but the Bulldogs won nine games a year ago. Three of the past four years, the Bulldogs have won at least nine games. That, to me, says that the Bulldogs have elevated everything about this program. Dan Mullen did a pretty good job. He had difficulties winning in November. He had difficulties winning big games. He had difficulties doing a lot of things. Um, creating upsets. Doing stuff like that. But he was consistent. He elevated the program. He did a lot of good for Mississippi State. Devil should be grateful for what he did. And now let's put Joe Moorhead in a position to take that next step. Whether or not he does, to be determined. Um, but the Bulldogs are a consistent winner. Over the past, what, five seasons, they went 7-6, and six, I think, in, like, 2013? Yeah, 2013, they go 7-6. and six. 
2014, 10 and 3. 2015, 9 and 4. 20, what is it, 16, they go 6 and 7. Um, and then 2017, they go 9 and 4. So three of the past five seasons have been really good. Three of the past four seasons, really good. And the Bulldogs are elevating their level of success. There is a new consistency. There is a new standard with this program. If you want to talk about historically, Mississippi State's not any good. Correct. They are not any good historically. But you have to look at what they're doing recently. You can't just say to me that, oh, Mississippi State hasn't been good in the past 10 years. Okay, sure, whatever. Look at the past five. They've been really good the past five years. You can't ignore this team. You can't ignore their success. This is a team that's looking at another 9-10-1 season again this year. Well, 8-10, depending on who you ask. Um, so, to me, you can't just ignore this team anymore. On top of that, well, maybe, here, let me phrase it this way. Despite all of that, Mississippi State will earn respect as the season goes on. We're looking at a situation where the Bulldogs are going to be counted out. That They just are. Um, you look at the brand, you look at the name, people historically in other parts of the country just aren't going to regard the Bulldogs with any, any sort of like seriousness and even people in the Southeast and they're just not going to, they're not going to see it. Um, but Mississippi state will earn respect as the season goes on. If MSU starts the season anywhere from like four to two to six, no, they can certainly get a really good ranking going into the second half of this year. Um, and the second half of the season, difficult, still manageable. More than likely, Mississippi State is going to end the season ranked higher than where they are right now. And ultimately, that's the goal. If the Bulldogs can end the season in the top 15, top 12, they've done something right. And that's that's a year that you can be really proud of. So, Looking at the AP poll, um, there were some teams that I thought were ranked a little too high. You look at Ohio State, it has nothing to do with what they're doing on the field. It has nothing to do with the players on their team. It has everything to do with the fact that there's just still questions about the off-the-field controversies, and these are things that need to be discussed. Um, but more than likely, Ohio State's going to be fine. They're going to play at a top-five level. Um, Urban Meyer reportedly probably not going to get hammered, um, unless something comes out as I'm recording this and processing this. I don't know. I'm not keeping up with the news right now. Um... But more than likely, they're not going to sustain lasting damages from off-the-field stuff. So, they're probably going to be fine in the long run. In the, like, the really long run, um, unless the NCAA comes in and hammers them, they can always, yeah, it, they'll they'll be fine. Um, not Why is my chair squeaking? Oh, it's against the file cabinet. Great. Okay. Um... I lost my train of thought. Nice. Okay, so going into this next team that's ranked too high, West Virginia. A lot of people are going to say, oh, well, this is just sour grapes, Ethan. You're, uh, you're a Mississippi State fan. You're, yeah. West Virginia is ranked 17th, one spot above Mississippi State. And to me, that just, it doesn't, it doesn't compute. Um, West Virginia has documented depth issues. West Virginia had... Injury issues with Will Greer, their quarterback. Um, 
West Virginia is 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 West Virginia. They're they're not a perennial powerhouse. They're not a team that is expected to really like challenge for the Big Twelve unless a lot of things go their way. Um, this is a team that only won seven games last year, and they faded as the season wore on. That's that's not how you want your seven win seasons to go. Not that you really want seven win seasons, but um, Will Greer and the passing attack are really, really good when they're healthy. And they're probably going to be really, really good again this year. Will Greer is probably going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the entire country this year. He is going to lead things. He is really good, especially in this offense. Um, But there's still just questions. There's questions about how good this team can be. There's questions about who they'll beat. There's questions about everything. The benefit that they've got this year year, is um, the Big 12 might be down a bit. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, they've all lost. Like, the, these top-tier programs have all lost um, significant pieces to their teams. Um, so that, that makes this year one that is ripe for West Virginia and TCU to really come in, really succeed, and just have a go at things. I, I just, I have a hard time predicting that West Virginia is going to win at high enough level to really deserve that 17 ranking. And based off of last year's results, I don't see it. I don't see them deserving a, a number 17 ranking right now. Put them in the 20s, mid-20s, up to, well, mid-20s, like 20 to 23. I'm totally fine with that. Put them, and put them in the top 25. They deserve to be in the top 25. But 2023 is more of where I see them right now. That said, just like I said with Mississippi State, if West Virginia wins... They will earn more respect. They deserve respect as they win. I just don't see it right now. Does that make sense? I, yeah. And then the third team that kind of sticks out to me of being ranked a little too high this year is LSU. And my main reasoning for that, well, I've got I've got a few points here. One, Zed Orgeron. He was one of the worst head coaches at Ole Miss ever. Um, number two is Ed Orgeron. There's just a lot of questions about the coaching staff. It, it, you, he's assembled a fairly interesting coaching staff, um, fired an offensive coordinator, brought an offensive coordinator, and it, it's, it's just, it's weird. Uh, number three, they've had quarterbacks transfer out. They still, things are not set on their roster. You don't know who your quarterback is. You don't know how things are going to go. It, it's just, it's going to be weird. And number four, Ed Orgeron. It's still Ed Orgeron! I, there's a very good chance that he could be a good head coach. I want Ed Orgeron to succeed, not for like the LSU perspective, but like his story is very intriguing. How he has turned things around. It's a feel-good story. But I just don't know that... Like, I don't see them being a team worth ranking right now. Um, there's just too many questions to me. So, that's what I've got. LSU fans, again, are probably not going to be happy about that. But you lost to Mississippi State 37-7 a year ago. It was was great. (laughs) Um, And I'll get into my LSU previewing stuff later. I'm starting to write it right now, so it's it's not done yet. It's not. Um, So, those are the teams that I believe that are just slightly overrated. A team, or two teams, that are slightly underrated to me. Um, 
Central Florida and Auburn, and they both played each other. They both played. They played each other. <laughs> Words. They are difficult. They played each other um, not that long ago, uh, with Central Florida just dismantling Auburn. Um, it was a really entertaining game for a while, especially. Um, Central Florida went thirteen and zero, claimed a national title for themselves. They they claimed it. They proclaimed it upon themselves. Um, and the reason they did that is because people aren't really giving them much respect. They finished the season sixth in the AP Bowl season ago. Um, and they were really, really good. I get that they lost a bit. I get, like, a lot, attrition. Not necessarily they lost. They didn't lose at all last year. There's some attrition there. Um, they lost their head coach. He left. He's going to go succeed at Nebraska more than likely. Um, but this is still a team that can succeed. McKenzie Milton? Or is it Milton McKenzie? I think it's McKenzie Milton, the quarterback. Really, really good a year ago. One of the best in the country. Probably going to be one of the best in the country again. Um, they lost some on defense. There's some attrition there. But this is an offense that can still overcome those issues on defense. And I sincerely doubt that most of their opponents are going to be able to, to really slow that offense enough to make that that weak point on defense um, that much more obvious. And that much more susceptible to, yeah. I really think Central Florida is going to be good again. I think they're going to win 10, 11 games again this year. Um, They're probably going to be challenged in conference a bit. But Central Florida as a whole, to me, like, they're they're ranked 21 right now. If you were to flip them and, let's just say West Virginia, I think all is pretty much right with those rankings right there. Um... Central Florida at 17, but I don't know. It's the same case as Mississippi State, and even what I mentioned with West Virginia earlier, that uh, if you win, people are going to give you more respect. And the same goes with this next team, Auburn, being that they're going to be really good. They're probably going to go 10-2. They're probably going to make a pretty prestigious bowl game. Um, could be the Sugar Bowl. But they are they are a team that has to deal with Alabama and Georgia. They're pretty much third fiddle now, and <laughs> it is going to be difficult for them to overcome that sort of, that gap between them and the top. Um, not to say that they can't do it, but it's just, it's going to be difficult. But again, they're ranked number nine right now. That's That's pretty good. They could probably be ranked a little bit higher. And if they win against, say, Georgia or Alabama or both, they're going to move up in the rankings. That's just how that is. And they're going to get the respect that they, that I at least think they probably deserve. So, moving on from the AP poll, we're just going to get away from that. Most of the segments from this episode are going to be about the AP poll. I think I've got like five episodes or five segments on this episode or something like that. It's maybe six, seven. I don't really know. Again, you can check all of that out on iTunes, Google Play, or Spreaker, or Maroon White Nation, because I'm going to post all of these segments and the entire episode up there. Um, Mississippi State football, the Fan Day 2018. It's coming up. Um, by the time that the Fan Day comes around, we will be a week away from Mississippi State kicking off against Stephen F. Austin. 
that's really soon. Um, if you've got two hands, you can count how many games still, or how many days still kick off. Um, a couple of days ago, you could have used one foot, too, along with your two hands. Anyway, um, I'm not saying that's belittle you. Sometimes I count with my hands still. Math, not my strongest suit, even though I took a lot of math in college. A lot of sciences, too. Hashtag natural resource environmental conservation with a concentration on natural resource technologies major and a whole bunch of GIS. Um, I, I just, I struggle with words and I struggle with maths. I struggle with counting specifically and left and right. It me, Ethan Lee. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm pathetic. Um, anyway, the 2018 fan days coming close. This is your opportunity to take your family, go meet the Bulldogs, go meet this team, go meet the coaches, go meet the players. Um, I know a lot of people have, but this is your opportunity to do so. Um, Saturday, August 25th, 2.30 Central Time, PM, PM Central Time, um, you'll be able to stroll right into the Palmero Center and meet the 2018 edition of the Mississippi State football team. I read that from something that a genius wrote. It was it was me. I wrote that. Um, Mississippi State is having the Palmero Center opened up. They're going to have tables. There's going to be bullies, kids zone. They're going to have all sorts of stuff. Um, Jack, the dog, is going to be there. The, the bully. He's, yeah, his title is Bully 20, 21. I didn't know. Um, he's going to be there. And it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun for the entire family. Um, Per their official release, other attractions include a kid zone. And you can read this on their website, um, hailstate.com. Other attractions include a kid zone with inflatable games, appearances by Bully, Jack. So they're going to have both Bully and Jack, like the the big walking around dude in the suit. And then Jack, the dog, the cross-country team. Um, Yeah, that's interesting. I guess their season's coming up, too, isn't it? MSU cheerleaders and the dance team. There will be free drinks for fans. Non-alcoholic, probably. Don't don't plan on alcohol. And then Barnes & Noble will be set up inside the Palmero Center. Fans interested in touring the new atrium of the Templeton Athletic Academic Center can do so between 3 and 5 p.m. Which brings me to my next point. They, they updated the uh, Templeton Athletic Academic Center. Say that five times fast. I am not going to do it. Um, the Templeton Athletic Academic Center is a place for tutoring. My understanding it's a place for tutoring. It's a place for like athletes to get food. It's, it's got a, a, a food court in there. Um, cafeteria sort of thing. Uh, it's really big building. Um, houses a whole bunch of staff. It's got computer labs and tutoring facilities and study areas and dining facility and it's fancy stuff. You can read about it on the, again, hillstate.com. Um, but they updated it. They, they completely overhauled the entranceway atrium sort of hallway. Um, they've got essentially a stand with a mannequin for each and every sport. Like each team is represented here. Um, they're all wearing like Adidas 
uniforms and gear. They've got them all dressed up. Um, there's various like TVs and other displays, banners hanging through it. They've really done it um, nicely. It, it's an incredible overall, incredible renovation. Um, and this isn't a huge move. In the long scheme, in the long run, in the long run, the grand scheme sort of thing, not a huge move. But moves like this are subtle. They do make a difference um, in the sort of day-to-day run of the athletic department um, and with the student-athlete experience. Mississippi State is doing everything it can to be competitive in any and everything, including providing for the student-athlete experience. And that's what they're doing here. Um, and the Bulldogs are seemingly... Here, this is a quote by another genius here. Same genius from earlier. It's another quote by me. Um, the Bulldogs are seemingly committed to excellence um, in its players' endeavors on the field and off the field. Improving their experience of facilities and facilities associated with their studies will certainly do just that. This is a really cool move. It, it provides a uh, fresh face for the Templeton Athletic Center. Um, Athletic Academic Center. Words. It's a good move as a whole. It's, it's just closing thoughts on that. And now we've got questions from a few days ago. Bum, bum, bum. Let me go find them. I did not get to these sooner. But here we are. Go to the mentions. First off, oh, this is from uh, Lad Ezel. First off, congrats on getting married. Wait, where'd he go? Oh, there it is. Congrats on getting married. How's marriage life treating you so far? Being married's cool. I get to live with my best friend, um, and she gets the unfortunate treatment of living with me. I'm not the the neatest person. I just kind of go and do, and things kind of either fall into place or fall into a mess. And um, she is uh, very much so structured and organized, and and so that's <laughs> it's been entertaining. Um, and she's laughed about it a good bit too. And I'm, I'm doing everything I can. The most entertaining part of all of this is me doing everything I can to try to be organized, which is not a skill that just comes naturally to me. Um, because I, I don't want her to deal with my mess. That's not fair to her. Um, second question from Vlad Ezel. Secondly, State is ranked 18th in the coaches and AP preseason polls. Where do you see the Bulldogs ending up in the rankings when the season is over? Probably, they're going to be a top 15 team, I would think. Um, competing in this conference, winning probably 9 to 10 games. Um, let's just go with 9 for a safe bet. They win 9 games. That's that's going to get them top 15 ranking more than likely. So, Especially if they're competitive against, say, teams like Alabama and Auburn. If they can put a scare into those teams or even upset one of them, that's going to improve their rankings a bit. So, lastly, why do bugs keep attacking me? I've had bug issues, too. Like, my apartment has roaches. It's not okay. Not that I'm afraid of roaches. They're just kind of gross. And my wife uh, does not like roaches because they're very gross. So, um, why do bugs keep attacking you? I don't know. 
But if it's anything like me, um, I recommend stomping on them. Just as, just as often as possible. They're going to come after you anyway. You might as well give them a reason to. Next questions from Will Lawrence. First question is, how's the married life so far? It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Second question. Also, how should I properly celebrate the opening of football season? Um, I don't recommend streaking, first of all. Uh, second of all, I don't recommend skydiving without a parachute. Don't do that. Um, I would recommend getting as many TVs as possible into one room. Getting a couch, getting a cooler full of your preferred beverage of choice. And get, like, as many channels on the TVs as possible. Um, be it, like, the... the what is it, ESPN goal line or whatever, where they switch. I know there's the NFL red zone. This That doesn't matter. NFL, nah. Um, and, and just watch as much football as possible. Celebrate with friends. Go do like a, a kickoff and grill sort of thing. Um, maybe maybe go to the Mississippi State game if you can do that. That's, that's what I would do. So Justin Strawn is our third questions here. Congrats again on the wedding nuptials. Nuptials? I'm not... Pronunciations. Not my best. Not my strong suit. Thank you, though. I appreciate it. Why would someone who said... Wait, why would someone who said Mississippi State could only win seven or eight games vote Mississippi State 16th in a poll? Um, (laughs) This is in reference to a former beat writer for Mississippi State who... Got into it with Brandon Walker um, about the Bulldogs being only winning seven or eight games. Brandon Walker asked him a question, and uh, he he had a meltdown, Twitter tirade of sorts. And then he voted Mississippi State 16th. Um, if you go to Justin Strawn's article where he breaks down where every AP voter voted, you can find out who I'm talking about. It, it's not going to take you much of a guess. Um... And then he blocked Brandon, because that's how Twitter meltdowns happen, I guess. I don't, I don't really know. Um, but why would someone do that? It's, it's inconsistent. It doesn't make sense. Unless they truly think that Mississippi State is going to win eight games. Like, exactly eight games. And then, like, be competitive in their four losses. I could see that sort of reasoning happen, but it just doesn't make much sense. Because teams that typically win eight games aren't ranked around there. At least I didn't think they were. I could be wrong. Someone could do research on that and prove me wrong, but um, it just doesn't make sense to me. And then the second question here from Justin Strawn is, biggest surprise so far about married life? It's how little space actually exists when you're living with someone else that you want to spend time with. And the way I, like... It doesn't make much sense to me, or to y'all, I'm sure, but it makes sense to me in that um, I pretty much just want to spend a whole bunch of time with my wife, with Jess right now. She is awesome. She's great. And uh, it's not that we live in a small apartment. It's a two-bedroom, two-bath sort of thing. Um, but even then, we're trying to move all of our stuff in. I had a townhouse in Starkville at one point, moved all my stuff back. Um, she had her own apartment. And so we're moving all this stuff together, and we're trying to spend time together, and we're trying to unpack, and 
there's only so much space to go around. And even, like, if we didn't have anything in here, besides just, like, a couch and, say, a chair, um, we'd still only have so much space to go and do things. Not like those things, but, like, yes. Um, just do things in this apartment. Um, and I'm sure it's that way in a house, too. You only have so much space. Everything is, like, clearly defined because there are two people. And I'm, I'm very conscious about, about space. I, uh, I often have to get up and move and walk around and go find a clearly defined space that is bigger than what I was just in. Um, so, to me, the biggest surprise is just how little space there actually is when you're living with someone else. And you want to spend a lot of time with them. Because we're going to, we like, we watch Game of Thrones um, before we go to bed most nights. And, uh, or we'll, we'll be watching TV in the living room. And I get up and go do something and somehow, like, she's there. and Or, like, there's a box there. And it's, it's just, that is probably the biggest surprise to me. Because I didn't expect that. Even though I knew the apartment was going to be cluttered until we got it all unpacked. I just didn't expect the space thing to really to really be a thing. That was really long-winded. I don't know if I even explained it well. Um, and then from Alex Puckett. It seems to me the preponderance of evidence suggests we have not been visited by intelligent extraterrestrial life. Your thoughts? So, I bring that up. That, that question came up because I... The way I asked this was whether or not extraterrestrial life exists. Do you have a question about it? Let's talk about it. Um, I occasionally watch Ancient Aliens. It's, it's such a... What is it? History Channel? Um, such a ridiculous show. And I... Uh, <laughs> I personally don't buy into a lot of the conspiracy theories that... Oh, yeah, there's aliens. But I think the most entertaining sort of conspiracy theory that you could draw up right now would be... Why does Trump want a space force and we're not going to get into the politics of this i think the space force is ridiculous but we're, we're just we're not going to get into that but what does he know that we don't know what 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 is he not telling us what what are they what are they keeping from us that's what i want to know um i don't to me it seems ridiculous that there wouldn't be like intelligent extraterrestrial life out there Based off what we know of the planets in our solar system, yes, Pluto's a planet. Um, probably not a whole bunch of life existing in our solar system right now, unless it's passing through outside of, like, us. But it's the universe is so vast, and there's so many other planets that uh, they, they've discovered that have similar conditions that could spur life. They found ice on the moon, or reportedly found ice on the moon, I think I saw the Canadian Broadcasting Company talk about it. Um, so, to me, probably haven't been visited, but more than likely there's something out there. We should, we should go find out what it is. So, that is another episode of the Maroon and White Audible. All of these segments will be up on their own, uploaded. If you want to listen to those, go listen to those. If you want to listen to the full episode, listen to the full episode. If you don't want to listen, that's totally fine too. Don't listen. I don't mind. Um, my name's Ethan Lee. Go check out Maroon White Nation. Go, yeah, yeah. Go dogs. Wolf. I, I don't know. Um, appreciate y'all listening. Y'all have a good one. Y'all stay.